Oh, we're going? Yeah. Hey, welcome to Pastry Pals. Okay, <laughs> stop it. I'm cutting out every single jingle. <sighs> okay, fine. Welcome to Pastry Pals, the boring show where we don't do musical bits. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Pastry Pals. <laughs> My name's Diego. <laughs> I'm not I'm not adding in any jingle that you make. It's not a jingle if it's my name. <laughs> it's just how my name is pronounced. Uh-huh. My name is pronounced Diego. <laughs> Lucy. And this is the final. Of season one. Um, of American, well, American, American season, season one. one. British season series five. Uh. Um, but yeah, they say series across the pond. Um, so, it's the final. It was three people. Nancy, Richard, Louie. And whoever wins and this Star Baker wins Ultimate Star Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they just call that winning the show. Ultimate Star Baker. Um, they get a very big sheriff's badge. Yeah, so for the finals, they don't have a single theme. Rather, they pick very challenging signature technical showstopper challenges in general, but they don't really surround a theme. Yeah. So while the other ones were in the guise of a theme, this one was not. The other ones were in... Really... Continental. That's a theme. All right. It just means European stuff. Well, yeah, but like... Like things specific to countries, you know? Yeah, okay, okay. Anyway. So the first one was a... Venosserie. Venoise? It's... I don't know... Vienne, it's... This is us figuring out the pronunciation through the, I believe, French spelling through British lips into mm-hmm. an American accent. Basically, it means, like, from Vienna. Um, that's what the word means, so... Is it French, then? I don't know. I just know just that a... that's... I looked it up. That's what it means. It means from Vienna. There and were a lot of vowels in the word. There are too many vowels for us American ears. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Anyway, my pronunciation guide for myself that I wrote after Paul Hollywood or one of the hosts said it the first time was venosery. I think that's wrong, but either way, basically they are pastry-like bakes that are either made with lamination or with um, leaven dough, so like, um, like yeast, basically, um, or a combination. The most popular one is like a pain au chocolat, which some of our bakers attempted. Uh, sounds um, just like a, a chocolate bread. Thanks. I, hey, <laughs> otherwise you might just think, what? What is pain chocolate? Uh-huh, sure. Um, so should we start with who did what? Yeah, this one I mostly wrote down. So all of these had like 20 ingredients, so I couldn't write down everything. I just wrote down the major two. Mm-hmm. And I think I got them all. Um, Louis had a, um, pan a white chocolate. Or chocolate blanc. Mm-hmm. So it was white chocolate bread. Um, and <laughs> It some... also had other things, though. It yes. had raspberries and cream cheese. I'm foregoing the other 20 ingredients, because <laughs> I can only hold two in my mind at a time. The other one was apple... Wait, wait, wait. What's the two in Louis? Is it white and chocolate? No, it's pan a and white chocolate. <laughs> It's the bread and the chocolate. Okay, you say so. Um, the other one was apple and walnut. I don't remember what form it came in. This one might have been croissant-like. Uh, I don't remember either. See? 
See, the, the, the pan a is an important ingredient. It is the <laughs> bread vessel through which well, they, the white they're chocolate... they bread, though. Yeah, but it's what, what style of bread? Sure. <laughs> um, Nancy had one that was lemon and apple that I think looked really pretty. It looked very pretty. And one that was it. raspberry and almond. Um, and Richard had... Um, he had two pan ans. He had a, a, a milk bread, a pan a lait, lait, lait. I don't know how to pronounce pronounce French. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce French. Things super good. It was a milk bread, um, and then there was a chocolate bread. And pear. Yes, it was chocolate and pear. I, yeah, I wrote down pear and chocolate on that one. Nice, go me. Yeah, good job. That's like three ingredients if you count the bread. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve that look. Okay, whatever. Um, so um, Richard's problem in this is that. Paul was criticizing him when he was originally baking it for being way too simple. He said you have to be like perfect, basically, um, because these are very simple um, bakes. It was the the Norman problem. We'll call it. It was the normal. It was the Norman problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I think is interesting about Richard's bake for this, though, um, is his reason for choosing these specific bakes, especially for like the final. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I remember." being young and going down and you know visiting France and eating these and that's mm-hmm. when I w- like that's when I figured out that I wanted to learn how to bake. Yeah. And that's so intensely sweet and personal and ah And it's really sad that it didn't really work out for him that well. Yeah. Um I they really liked them except for the they were put too close together on the baking sheet so when mm-hmm. they baked they joined. Yeah. And so you could see the parts in which they were you know split from each other yeah and paul went off on that one and then his other bake the chocolate pear one they had issues because he put too much heat in the um so this was a laminated dough meaning that you have like a bread butter bread butter layers going throughout and because of that the butter needs to stay cold or else it'll melt into the bread and you won't get any layers um and um richard let them rise in a proving drawer so it was way too warm which means that it turned out less into like a pastry and more into like buttery bread um so that was also one of his really big issues mm-hmm. louis moving on to a different pan au chocolat blanc mm-hmm. um they really liked that one of louis they did not like that one what oh i wrote down they liked one and they didn't like another one and i sort of guessed which one was which <laughs> they didn't like that one, they thought that the flavors were off. They said they didn't like the flavors. They said that the texture was wrong, too, because the raspberries that he put in that um, soaked through the pastry, and so it wouldn't bake completely. It, would just, it was just soggy. And then the cream cheese made it too dry. But they did like his other one. Yeah. What was Those the other one again? apple and walnut. Yeah. And other uh, fruits and nuts inside. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, they thought, hit off on all marks. And Nancy... Both the lemon and apple and the raspberry almond one for Nancy, um, they really liked. Except with the um, raspberry one especially, they weren't super impressed with the proving and the bake. They thought yeah. it could have used more time on both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, Nancy got high marks. Yeah, pretty pretty close to perfect. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the technical. Yeah, so this one was um, 12 Victoria sandwiches, 12 scones, and 12 tartos citrons. Um, and... They did not give any instructions at all. They just said, make 
12 of these things. And it was the first time they ever asked for three different bakes in one technical challenge. So it's a pretty big deal. Their explanation for this was that they really wanted to test them on the basics and just what do they know about the very basics of baking without having to look at a recipe, Mm -hmm. which I found very interesting because I was thinking, well, I'm an okay baker, but I could never do that in my entire life. Especially making um, 36 things in two hours. Yeah. I think it also makes it so that part of the challenge was really never having a second off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, there's like there's an amount of precision to that that they framed it so that it was, oh, you just got to think about the basics and think about um, your base knowledge without the recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because of the timing of it, that wasn't really the only thing they were measuring. Um, right. I think given like half an hour more, um, it would have been... Different, definitely. Very different. So one of the things is that both Louie and Richard were very, I mean, all of them, but particularly those who were very stretched for time. Yeah. Um, particularly with the tarts. So if you don't know, tarts is what it sounds like. It's a lemon, little mini lemon tart. And it has a lot of components to it because you have to make the, the pastry that turns into your crust. And you also have to make the, um, like the custard that goes into it. And you have to make the white the chocolate uh, piping. piping thing that goes onto it so it's like a lot of different things and there are a lot of ways you can really easily scrub if you're rushed for time most uh in particular the um piping no, i oh. i would say actually the custard that makes sense. um because it's citrus it can curdle pretty easily so you have to be really careful not to put it in too quickly because then it just turns into scrambled eggs mm-hmm. um i would say the next hardest was the victorian sandwiches Mm-hmm. Um, just because uh, involved, like wet material. Yeah. Um, because you have the very spongy um, bread top and bottom of the sandwich, um, inside of which is some jam. Yeah. Uh, surrounded by um, icing. Icing, so that way the jam doesn't just splurge out. And you know, balancing first of all the weight of the sponge um, with the wetness of the jam mm-hmm. was, I would say, the next hardest. Then the easiest of them being the scones. This is bread. Yep. <laughs> Everyone did okay on the scones. Um, Except for Louie, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Richard summed up this challenge pretty well with, it's just one panic after another, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Richard was a little frazzled, just like, this whole day. Oh, they also had a good phrase. Um, the hosts were like, get on it like a Jane Austen bonnet. <laughs> got a lot of not puns but rhymes today yeah i enjoyed them mm-hmm. um so one of the things that i found interesting is that each of the competitors had one of the things that they were the best at mm-hmm. and it may have just been like which one they were giving the most attention to mm-hmm. while baking um so richard was the best at the scones um nancy did the best at the uh torta citron and louis did the best at the victorian sandwiches mm-hmm. um which also given their the the challenge of each one mm-hmm. gives you what their rankings were right the most difficult one which nancy nailed got her first um louis doing really good with the victorian sandwiches got him second and richard doing good at the least difficult scones got, got him, him third third yeah yeah so going after this day richard was kind of frazzled i'd say Mm-hmm. Um, which was a little unusual for him because even though even when he is a bit of a mess, he usually seems a lot more calm. But this time, 
I mean, obviously, because it's the final and there's a lot at stake, he was a lot more nervous, I think. Yeah, and I don't think this is the first time we've seen those nerves. I think, remember that second week that he was doing poorly? We saw those mm-hmm. nerves sort of get to him. Yeah. Um, and I think usually he's just really good at hiding, hiding that behind your, you know, stereotypical, polite, British, upbeat yeah. individual. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think seeing this in contrast to Nancy, who seems to be uh, uh, perpetually optimistic, mm-hmm. even in the face of Paul Hollywood saying, don't microwave that. <laughs> Um, and I think, yeah, that was, that was really one of the key differences, um, in this, between these two. Um, and then, you know, Louis working at it like Louis does, when he gets frazzled, uh, he manages to work it together. Yeah. Showstopper. hmm Was P.S. Monte. There you go. Which is, like, a large... P.S. Monte. No, that's not it. <laughs> Peace? I'm reading it out right here. It is spelled Peace Monty. Well, I think that it's not supposed to be that. Um, it is like a large patisserie centerpiece that is supposed to like represent a scene. Um, so they're apparently like back in the day when patisseries were really popular in like the 18th and 19th century, they would have like giant like castles made of like cake and profiteroles and some sort of sugar work so they had to incorporate all of those different things and so it was a lot to do and they also had to really nail it on um presentation because the whole thing was displaying a center or displaying um like a scene or mm-hmm. you know so should we start with um who did what yeah um richard titled his mill on the hill it was mm-hmm. a it was a windmill on a hill yeah, it was cute. Yeah, it was really cute. Um, it, was, it, was, it was very childlike. It had, you know, bright colors. Mm-hmm. It was Paul a... didn't like that, but he is... I don't... He's a grumpy old man. Yeah, he's a grumpy old man who wears nothing but dark colored shirts. And if they're not dark, then they're white or okay, gray. Okay, can we also just take this moment to talk about his fashion choices? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because last episode, he was wearing a sheer purple dress shirt, untucked, and then some boot-cut jeans and i think some sort of boots you can't wear that together moving on (laughs) nancy also had a windmill but a more specific one the moulin rouge windmill with ewan mcgregor yeah it it was actually a frame-by-frame remake of the movie moulin rouge she made like like a hundred thousand million ewan mcgregor's (laughs) They were so cute, you could just eat them up. No. Best pun. I'm not going to stop it. <laughs> um, she, I thought that her description was funny because she said that since it's, it's like red and black um, color palette, she said it was very sinister. Very sinister. <laughs> it's cute. And Louis made um, a facsimile isn't the right word. He made a... Uh, a mine wheel. Yeah, a mine wheel from his hometown, mm-hmm. which was a mining town, mm-hmm. and his, his piece was titled The Village Where I Live, which is very sweet. It is very sweet. I liked it. Yeah. Um, it was also cool to see something that wasn't a windmill. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I think is interesting about the windmills, though, is that Nancy and Richard did it, like, 
pretty differently. Yeah. Even down to how... So part of the thing of this was they were also having to showcase, like, every single one of their skills, including sugar work. And so for them, for the two windmills, the way that they were showing off their sugar work was in the sails of the windmill. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had pretty different approaches to it. Nancy's was a much more stylistic showing of them, mostly having the outline and little right. bits of connecting tissue in between. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, like, basically, like, like dripped-on caramel that would then solidify Red caramel. Red caramel, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And then Richard's instead did an almond brittle. Um, and so it was just like one, it was just like big, thick, like, um, pieces of almond brittle that were cut out to look like a windmill. Yeah, and I thought those were actually really cool because then you could have the whole sail mm-hmm. and and ha- see that substance to it. And um, I thought it was really clever using the almond brittle to have sort of the structure inside of that so it wasn't just like really floppy, brittle and it was also cool seeing the difference between those two because then that also helped it not be just like a complete direct comparison between the person who seems to be in yes. the lead at the moment and the person who seems to be last at the moment. Um, <laughs> it was interesting that they both decided to make a windmill. Yeah. But I think, I mean, for this challenge in particular, like the, uh, the last two they had clear like didn't do well, did very well. But this one, everyone seemed to be neck and neck. Yeah. Like, yeah. They did not have many complaints all around. Um, and I will, small spoiler, there are other showstopper challenges in the final where people don't do well. So it's not like they're just being nice. Like, yeah. this is really, like, they were, they really did very well. Yeah, um, I believe it. So it was just, I think it was just really nice from a narrative perspective to see that. Because even if they didn't all win, you still saw that resolution. Yeah, especially because with the showstopper, then they all exited the tent mm-hmm. with their pieces in hand to show off to you know, their families and friends and right. the oh, yeah, other contestants who were there because, yeah, you, you can... They, because for the final, they always have a cute little picnic. And it's so nice because all the other contestants um, who got out earlier come back and they talk about, like, who they think they're going to win or who they want to win. And then they give, like, they have little interviews for all the finale contestants, um, like, family members. And it's really adorable. Yeah, it was really cute. I was a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go into some more of the details of of each person's bake. Mm -hmm. Um, Richard, so the main complaint that they had about Richard's was that the colors were bright. And it was a very kid-like scene because, you know, there were uh, little flowers on this bright green hill and little mushrooms around it. Mm -hmm. And it was overall very kiddy. And Richard, being a dad, was taking the inspiration from his kids, Um, which Paul Hollywood, big grump that he is, was not a, a, a big fan of. But Mary seemed to seemed content with it. She um, said they're festive, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. yeah. And they found all of his um, bacon flavors and the combination thereof. Very good. Impeccable. Yeah. Um, and seeing Richard's happy face, especially after the last two. Um, was very, very, very nice. Very nice. I liked it a lot. Um, I just like his smile because it's so, like, small, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, he's just so quietly pleased. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To me, I think it looks bigger, but that's just because he has the shaved head, and so there's less to hide. <laughs> well, also because they zoom in on his face, so his face is like the whole screen. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Louis. Louis had little shoe balls that were the chain around the mining wheel, mm-hmm. um, and that looked really cool, and I really liked the design of his um, chocolate biscuit that made the both the sign that said the town's name as well as the wheels. 
um, and they held up really nice, and the general presentation of it was really good, as you would expect from the same Louis who made the that sugar work castle earlier right. this season. Exactly. Um, the main problem with his was that sometimes the flavor combinations didn't work, but on the whole, everything was great. Right. Um, like it wasn't a problem with, oh, this was underbaked, or there was too much of this to that, um, or like the ratios were wrong, or the the anything really super technical that way. It was just like, oh, these two layers together, I think that combination doesn't work, but the two layers above it work really good. Yeah. Um, and then Nancy's... Um, what was hers? She they, had... They, the Moulin Rouge? Yeah, yeah, no, but what okay. were her flavors? Her flavors? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. She had, like, that cake. They really liked that. They The one complaint with hers is her profiteroles, which was the thing made out of the shoe, were too small. Mm-hmm. And so with those... Nancy wanted them small, and she actually had them, after they were baked, she cut them out even smaller because she thought they expanded too much. No, that was, those are the cookies. Oh, those are the cookies? Yeah. They were also complaining about those, weren't they? They Oh, yeah, they did say that they said they, were, they weren't neat enough. Yeah, because they were cut out. Yeah. They had, you know, the, the bits of crumble on the side. And so they were like, you know, small little um, nitpits, nitpicks like that mm-hmm. where the little details that would otherwise make it perfect... Which was pretty close to how all of them did. So yeah, I was, I was really happy seeing that. Like you know, the last thing ever, everyone did really well. Mm-hmm. Shall we go to the winner? Is there anything else we want to say on this? Should we do all this stuff before we talk about the winner and all the ending sure. stuff? So you you just pointed at the best pun. The worst puns. The best yeah. pun. There were a lot of worst puns here. There's some. There's some pretty good puns this episode. Um. It started off when they were doing a little bit of a, a sort of recap review of things that have happened on the show, uh, mm-hmm. talking very general terms. Um, and this one was a was a visual pun, which I always enjoy, saying there were meltdowns while showing Ian's ice cream melting down. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> it's it's bittersweet in the technical. Mm-hmm. Richard. Um, accidentally put two eggs in some oh, pudding yeah. when he only needed to put one, but he's like, oh, the ingredients call for two eggs, so I'm putting two eggs here. Oh, wait, no, one of those is for an egg wash after. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, I over-egged it. And one of the hosts is like, you, you literally, you over-egged the pudding. Um, <laughs> which is good. A little, little play on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, the showstopper had, had, the, had the bulk of them, um, including... Talking about the uh, 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 piece monte, monte, pièce monte, the pièce monte, um, and one of the hosts turning to someone else, being like, "Who's Piers Monte? <laughs> <laughs> who, who is this Piers Monte?" <laughs> that was you. Um, no, it wasn't me. No. I said other jokes. Um, <laughs> uh, in talking about the flavors, Richard had um, ginger as one of his flavors, and he's like, "Ah." I'm a ginger lover. Uh, so much that I married one. Boom. Well, it, it was especially fitting because this was right after the interview with his wife, who does have red hair. Who was so proud of him and was crying about how proud uh-huh. she is of him. And then it just cuts to Richard being like, ah ha ha. Talking about the Moulin Rouge and the uh, uh, burlesque style of it, one of the hosts. Uh, encouraged Nancy saying I think she can can do it mm. um, and when Louis was bringing up his 
dish. Uh-huh. One of the hosts was like, Louis, mine, all mine. Because it's, it was... It's bringing, mine. It's mine, and they're bringing it to them to give it over. So it's mine, all mine. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Uh. So what do you think the worst pun is? Ooh, the best pun. The worst pun. The best pun. I am a ginger lover. I did marry one. It <laughs> was pretty bad. I agree. It was really good because just the juxtaposition of it with everything. <laughs> and Richard's just like happy face because he just has that he just has that silly smile and uh-huh. he's very good. <laughs> okay, um, so should we go on to who won? Yeah. I mean, hopefully you watched drum, the episode. Drum roll. That wait. It's going to sound like a <laughs> Yeah. It was Nancy. Nancy. Um, basically because she's just been consistently, like, either good or very good the whole season. Mm-hmm. I can think of one hiccup, but it wasn't terribly big. Yeah. Just the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> microwave was her hubris. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, they, they showed Louis being like, oh, yeah, no, like, I think they gave it to the right person. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, everyone in the finals was like, I would have liked to win, but yeah, Nancy did really good this time. Uh-huh. Oh, man, when they did the cutaway to announcing that... So it was Chetna, Martha, and Diana all standing next to each other, and when they announced Nancy, they all, like, leapt up and were like, oh, yeah! It was so nice! It was really cute. Especially because um, beforehand, those were three of the people who they turned to before the show stopper judging happens. Well, and Diana specifically said that she wants Nancy to win because woman power, which was yeah. very cute. And Chetna was also really cute because it's like, oh, I, I really have no clue. Like, they're all so good. Uh-huh. Martha was just like, Richard. I like Richard. <laughs> <laughs> um, which makes sense because of, I think part of it was the semi-coincidence of the uh, placement of them, but yeah. you saw um, a lot of the times whenever Martha or Richard needed someone to do something, they turned to each other. Yeah. Which was really sweet. That was sweet. Um, and also, because they were in the competition together for a long time, they just, like, had a lot of time to know, each, to know other. each other. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Nancy won, and she was very happy, and she was crying a little bit, which was sweet. Um, she kept saying, like, she couldn't believe it, and that she, like, like that's how could, like, she win. I thought that was, like, very, like, humble and I don't know. It was really sweet. Yeah. You know? uh, they also, at the end of the show, um, gave us a little bit of an update on where all the contestants are, which were not all of them, but most of them. Um, my favorite was that Norman is writing an autobiography. <laughs> and he's only gotten to year five. <laughs> like, what is he writing from year zero to five that he remembers? Um, were there any other notable... Um... Afterwards? Um, said that Ian wants to start his own bakery, which I thought was cute. Yeah. Um, said that Chetna was baking for charity, which is cute. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Most of the other... Oh, uh, uh, uh Martha passed her exams. And she's super popular now, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. She deserves it. Yeah. It's really good. Uh-huh. Um, I... Most of them were like, yeah, they continue to bake and have a good time with it, which yeah. is really sort of the ideal. Yeah, because, I mean, I, no one should be traumatized by a competition for not baking. Especially because these were all a bunch of amateur bakers, mm-hmm. and so it's not like their jobs depended on it or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just their passion. Yeah. And so they get to continue with that uh, after having learned stuff, which mm-hmm. I think is good. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, so, now, we're, next time we'll be here will be on season two. What do you think the first theme's going to be? The first theme of season two... It's not going to be bread week, because bread week kills everybody. <laughs> um, I think biscuits. You think it's going to be biscuits? I think it's going to be biscuits. Because we had biscuits here um, uh, a little closer to the middle. Um, mm -hmm. Biscuits was the second week. Was it the second week? It was the second week. I feel like it was later, because I no, distinctly remember Norman's week. biscuits. Yeah. Norman was here the whole time. I know, <laughs> but I thought it was near the end because they no. were the plain ones. Okay, okay. No, it was the second week. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Fine, I'm still going with biscuits. All right. See I you next we'll time. See you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pastry Pals. The music you're hearing is Sakura by Julie Maxwell. You can find this and more of her work at juliemaxwell.com or by following the links in the description. This episode was edited by Lucy, and you can keep up with Pastry Pals on Twitter at Pastry Podcast.